Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Hey, everybody, welcome. I get to do this fabulous show with Carrie. You know, it's I've thought about this today, but let me just let me just get everybody a little bit in 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 sync with what we're talking about today, because once you hear about what we're talking about, it's really interesting because this is about the fourth conversation I've had on this topic, but never quite like this. So if you know who Carrie Knudsen is, then one of the things you know is you know that she's a speaker, she's a school counselor, storyteller, mother, she does rap, so we haven't heard that yet, (laughs) but she's somebody that is an expert in the field of emotional intelligence. So today's show especially talks to that, but there's something about today's show, you know, when I think about who we are and what we've gone through, there's so many ups and downs, starts, endings, and yet, people are now refiguring or reconfiguring their lives. And that's really what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it with all of our hosts. You know, we've had more requests to change things, start things, stop things, move things, all of the above. And the question really is, what happens when we get to that place? As a matter of fact, I'm doing the same thing. I mean, I'm going through literally having to make some decisions that I didn't think I was going to make. But today she's going to take us on a ride. And that beautiful ride of life is about the art of a good goodbye. Now, I can't even begin to tell you how important this is. Take it from somebody that didn't do this really well most of my life. And thank goodness I have been able to repair the most precious relationship I have in my life with my best friend. Because I don't know where I would be today or how I would be today if somehow a little bit of what my buddy Carrie is talking about today, the host of a fantastic show, keynote speaker, one person, amazing act, storyteller, script writer, you name it. (laughs) <laughs> but why this today? Carrie, it's so great. Thank you. This is like so pivotal. Well, thanks for the warm up, Pat. And thank you for addressing. I do think the reason I talk, I want to talk today about the art of the good goodbye is because I feel like all of us at some point have to say goodbye to something, a person, a situation, who we are, to, in order to get where we want to be. And yet saying goodbye is such an emotional process for most of us, or for those of us, it's not emotional. Some of us are in denial about the emotions and we just like kind of just soldier on, just go on, you know? And so I want to talk about the idea of how, how can we say goodbye in a way yeah. that helps us be, have it be a good goodbye. And yeah. again, sometimes in life, 
goodbyes are unexpected, but sometimes they're planned. And so the idea behind this topic is it's part of transitioning through our lives. If you think about it, we've had to say goodbye to so many things over the course of our lives. And we know that that process will still continue. And it's not necessarily bad when we say goodbye, because it opens us up, you know, sometimes it's for new opportunities. Sometimes it is sad when relationships end or, or things end or loved ones die or pets die, like those kind of endings and goodbyes can be very difficult. And so I wanted to address that today, the art of the good goodbye. How can we talk about it, think about it, process it so that when it comes our turn to say goodbye, we have some skills that we can consciously bring into play that will help us to make those transitions smoother. And so, I mean, I want to talk about how we got here for a minute. And the reason I want to talk about how we got here for a minute is because I'm really talking about the changes that you and I and others are making. I, I'm in the middle of a change that I never thought I'd ha I would be making, and I'm getting ready to make that change in about three days. And it's a really long-term one um, having to do with my career and my profession. And it's agonizing to get there. And what I love about what we're talking about today is there are goodbyes that are goodbyes. Now, I want to say this to everybody. You could go through divorce. You could go through the death of someone. We just went through this in our family. But how about those ones that you choose? Mm -hmm. How about the ones that, see, because this is really, this, this is where the rubber meets the road, everybody. I just want to tell you right here. How about the ones we have to make a decision about, right? That it's not somebody else is doing to us, but we have to look at the whole scope of things. You know why I bring this up? Because that's what you're talking about today. Mm -hmm, exactly. That these, Go ahead. Nobody else is going to be responsible for this, right? Right. Well, and sometimes the choices we have to make to change, we have and ha so much that we delay what could be in our futures because we're stuck in that, like the idea of saying goodbye, the risks of it, the change that will happen. And even some of us are very uncomfortable in our current situations. We like, we'll, we'll, we'll choose to stay in the discomfort because it's something we know rather than the unknown of something we don't, even though the unknown could possibly be a lot better. But that's the thing. When we choose change and choose transition, there's always an element of saying goodbye. And if we don't address that, I think that makes the change and the transition even more difficult. Um, and whether it be a small change or a big change, it, it doesn't really matter the, the depth of it. I think for, for you, if I told you some changes I was going through, you might be, oh, that's not a big deal. And, and for other things, you're like, that's huge. But it's, it's the person. Some changes are small things are huge. <laughs> you know, to people and, and other things, we make transitions fairly easily. But the point is when we choose change, we're also choosing loss because we're leaving something and again, addressing that. That's what I really want to talk about today. How yeah. do we address that loss in intentional ways that will help us make the change and say the goodbye we need to make so we can open ourselves up to what's next. And a lot of times I, I liken it to this. You cannot hold two things at the same time. If I were holding this rope over here and this rope over here, at some point we get so stretched out, yeah. we decide one thing you just have to let go. Yeah. And how do you do it with grace? How do you make the decision intentionally? And how do you let yourself have the opportunity to grieve the loss, even if you're still excited about the change? Yeah. 
that's coming. So those are all the things I want to discuss today. And let's talk about them. Um, one of the things I just want to say, and then let's get right at it, because this is important. You know, <clears throat> there's a ripple effect of this. And the first part is getting to the decision. Mm -hmm. And it's hard sometimes. I know the decision that I'm about to make, it's one that I've agonized over, but how do you know when it's time? Wow. What would you say to yourself in that moment, Dr. Pat? How do well, you know when it's time? I have a, I have a number of different clues I got. It's like a mystery. Oh. When I think about anything, more than three times that's my signal mm. so when i have the three time thought before it turns into worry see i don't want to go to the worry place so we need to talk about that too yes. but when i get something three times then what stops me from making it now you and i are going to talk about this and i hope you talk about it today you can make a decision three months three months prior and and time out when you're actually going to implement it but your decision to do it is perfectly clear that mm -hmm. doesn't mean just because you put all the ducks in a row that you're not going to have an emotional response not during or after or right beginning yes. so take us through the good goodbye and okay. that is super important at many levels isn't it Yes. And I love that you take us through the good goodbye because you brought up something so important. You may have emotions at any stage in the transition, the deciding, the doing afterwards, years later, like when we look back, that's, that's what I love though about the human, like animal, I guess, is that we're not machines. We are human. So our emotions are on their own timeline and each of us is so individual. And if we can learn to honor that, like for you, one thing you know about yourself, your self-knowledge bank is what I call it, is that you think about something three times and it's an indicator. You know, for me, for my self-knowledge bank, sometimes when I think about my feelings of just not, you know, when something kind of, it just like something's not right anymore, something yes. doesn't feel, and then listening to that, take, instead of pushing that away or justifying it, just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to open up some space to listen to that voice that says something's just not quite right. Right. Like, what is it? Or, or if my fear is speaking louder than my judgment, sometimes I'm like, okay, fear, what do you have to say? So then I can like address it. But I notice that just kind of that sense of myself, something's not right. And I kind of carry that with me for a while. But then I, I think when you think about taking you through the art of the good goodbye, the idea is like first listening to yourself, knowing yourself enough to know why you're making the change, what needs to happen, or, or the trust in yourself. Because a lot of times what happens when we get an inkling of we need to detach from something, what we tend to do is discount our inner voice at the expense of society's voice, our family's voice the should do voice, the ought to do voice, the what if you have regrets voice. And that voice gets so loud that you can't really listen to your own. So the first thing I would say is really getting some time and space to listen to your own voice and giving it enough, what I call street cred. <laughs> like you, you know, and a lot of times we look outside ourselves for the answers. And really, we know, we know what's right for us. But a lot of times, again, we like read this book, see this coach, do this class, ask these people. And I do think it's helpful to get feedback, but sometimes what the feedback does is scare us into complicity, Com complacency, I guess is what I yes. say. Being complicit. Yes. Um, 
when we it's the fear comes up because if you if you say something like hey i'm thinking about switching my career and someone might good-heartedly say have you thought about your retirement you've been there a while don't you want to write it out <laughs> it safe? like and they're well-meaning but then that voice is so much bigger than our own voice that says i think it's time for a change i'm ready to grow in new ways something's not quite right anymore i'm not feeling fulfilled in the way i want like see how those that's that's to me like what i like to think about it is you know when you plant something you don't stand over it and be like, grow, hurry up, come on. You, we watch it and it unfurls in its own way and it needs some sun and some water and some time. And what happens, I feel like, is if, as that little seedling comes up, the voices of fear, overwhelm, or like don't make change come in. And it's essentially like stomping on the seedling. The seedling doesn't have enough energy or oomph to tolerate the stomping. And then we go back to being complacent or not making the change or our self-doubt gets so high, like, what was I thinking? How could right. I possibly? So again, even if we're uncomfortable, we choose to stay in that discomfort because it's known versus the unknown. So the first part of the good goodbye is getting clear on using your conscious mind to say, I'm going to cultivate some space for my, my voice to speak. I'm going to listen to what's going on with me. I'm going to solicit feedback if I need to, but I'm going to filter it. I'm going to filter it and I'm going to protect the seedling of my change of my idea of my growth of whatever it is. I'm going to protect that seedling because I know some things take time and protection. I'm also going to give myself the street cred to know I know what's right for me and I believe in myself and I trust myself. Right. And that all those things are the beginning of the journey when you're about to you know, make the change or, or let something go. And that's one of the most important things that I think we skip over when, when we're thinking about changing, transitioning, or saying goodbye, we want the outcome, but we don't want the work <laughs> that it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And you know, it's so interesting we're talking about this because I don't think there are any mistakes when you and I get together on a topic. And I was really talking this weekend with Linda, and I've come to the revelation, the same as you. You and I have come to the same place. And we'll tell people, I hope we'll tell people exactly what you're talking about today, about this decision. Because my friend said to me, you've got to write an article, Pat, you're the only one that's really addressing this. And I said, no, I cannot be the only, what are you even talking about? And he said, I heard you the other day on the show, talk about what people are calling the great resignation, but you called it the great resurrection. I said, oh, yes. And he said, well, why aren't you writing about that? This, there's, a, there's a reason to this. When somebody says, why aren't you speaking more, Carrie? Why aren't you blah, blah, blah more? Why aren't you writing your book? Why aren't you, what, do you, what about your one, one woman show? Hello, what, why aren't you doing, what, like, how many times people have said like that to you, right? Oh, yeah. So my buddy is like, why aren't you writing about it, Pat? Why don't you tell people what you mean? It's not the great resurrection. It's the great resurrection. People are rising up. You know, they've looked at their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, they're fired up. They're, they're rejuvenated. And yet at the same time, they're withdrawing. There's never been greater paradoxes, I think, than where we're living. Aren't you talking about that great paradox right now? Yes, oh, definitely. That's why this topic really came up, because I feel like it's a lot of people are dealing with it. I'm dealing with it on a personal level. And when I look at my life, how things are set up, it, it's part of me wanted to talk about it because I always say, 
personally, I talk about the things I need to learn. I train on the things I'm interested in training on. I'm always seeking out that bit of learning for myself. And I think a lot of why my things are timely is because I'm going through them at the same time everyone else is. And I do think it's important if there could be another voice in the mix that said, like you're saying, instead of the great resignation, the great resurrection, or the, the idea of like, what about hope and change? What about possibility and change? And maybe are people waking up to that idea of like, I'm, I'm, I guess that's what I want to say. We can do things that we're proud of and have done for a long time. And then there can be an end point to that. Or we can say, yeah. I thought I wanted this and now I want this. Yeah. Or I used to define this fulfilling and now I don't. Or I'm I'm using my lifelong learner skills because I need to do other things to keep me enriched or excited. Or I have new things to share with this world and I can't do it in my old position. Like whatever it might be for you, I think those are great things to think about as you make the changes you need to make, as you say goodbye to some things to say hello to new things. Yeah. Part of that is again, the belief in yourself um, and I think the idea of what do you feel when you think about making the change in the long term? Like, do you feel hopeful? Do you feel relieved? Do you feel excited? Do you feel peaceful? Do you feel sad at what was gone, but do you feel that kind of excitement for what could be new? Like, could you hold some complex feelings around those things? And sometimes we have to ask ourselves, like, if I was on the other side of this change, what would I feel? And for oh, some- oh, oh, are you going to talk about that now? <laughs> yes, I would love to talk about that. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because yes. you're talking about the art of the good goodbye. I, it is such an important thing. You know, I got the answer from my friend and, you know, I didn't know we were doing the show on this topic till I looked at it later last week. And so I had this little conversation. So this was the third time somebody close to me. Now, there are a lot of people say things, but you know, when that three time thing I told you about, that has to be from like people that are in my heart. Yeah. Right. Because people say things to me all the time. But when you get me in my heart and you say something like, the answer is because there aren't enough hours in the day, if I continue on the structure that I have now, and it's not gonna get any less busy because we're doing great things here. So what do I need to change? Did you ask yourself that? Did you say, what do I need to change? Because if we get there, change has a loss and a gain. I don't care who you are, whatever you're doing, you, you can debate this, but Carrie, you said it first. If you're holding two things here, you cannot hold gain and loss, like, right? Like, uh, uh, gain. Oh, well, what? those are the two things you can hold simultaneously together. They're, I think they're one of the few, mm-hmm. but it's almost where when you bring something in, is there something else that changes, even if it's your attitude, but you're talking about making a decision that's going to change the way you wake up every day and do things, aren't you? Yes. And I'm talking about, it could be something small or something big. And when we think about the art of the good goodbye, it could be a physical thing. Like I'm saying goodbye to some stuff, right? I'm cleaning out things and taking it to goodwill, right? I'm cleaning up stuff. It could be to, uh, let's say you need to move from an apartment and it's, you got a house and you're, it's, it's exciting, but you're saying goodbye to that, who you were in that apartment. And you're saying hello to homeownership, which can be very frightening too, right? But you're, in order to, 
change your choosing to do that. Or let's say you're in an unhappy marriage and you're finally feeling like, you know what? I don't want to live this way anymore. I'm going to change who I am and how I show up. And I'm going to say goodbye to this so I can say hello to something else. Or even personally, our habits and behaviors. Like when I think about us as people, like, how do I want to take care of myself? How do I want to feel every day? Is it stressed out and overwhelmed and running around? Like, do I need to make some changes personally? Do I need to let go of some of these belief systems around what makes me like, really, this is a struggle for me, but what makes me effective? Like, is it how many things I check off my to-do list? Is it how busy I am? Is it, is, is my worth connected to my work and how much I do my performative nature? So even some of those, like, I want to say goodbye to that belief system because it doesn't actually serve me. So you can see it could be physical, mental, emotional. Like I think with the emotional piece too, saying goodbye, sometimes we like to, well, this is again, speaking for me. I like, and it's funny that I married Joe because we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. I process everything. (laughs) I process the minutia of when the sun rises or like an interaction with somebody or if I got coffee or chai from someone, I'll be like that interaction. I'll think about it. Like I'll process to death. Right. And Joe more like just moves on to the next thing. And sometimes I'll be like, tell me how you're feeling. Like, how did that affect you? Like, I want to know more. And he's like, Carrie, I have a few basic emotions. Either I'm tired or I'm hungry. I want to make out or I'm just, just here. He's like, I'm just, I, I love him. <laughs> and so when we think about, I, I, I know who now I need to call. Yes. Like, I know this is the guy that I, this is a person <laughs> that I need to like pick up the phone and have a con. But you know, that's true because don't you bring out the best in each other, but also don't you bring out a new level of awareness and wisdom? Yes, because sometimes I'm, the, speaking of the emotion piece, sometimes I get stuck in my process. I feel like I, I, there's something called a process addiction you can have where you just keep processing. And I feel like I'm, I, if I don't think about it, I can stay in process mode as a way to keep from taking action. And I oh think my God, I did know, you call me out? I did. You and just everybody me listening out. And everybody listening. Right. But that's, that's what happens. And then someone like Joe, who just kind of moves on to the next thing and then later has really big feelings about it, but hasn't processed it. So see how you can be on both sides. So the idea is the physical things are easier to see when you're transitioning physically, like I'm saying goodbye to this and moving, or I'm leaving, taking rid of getting rid of these things, but relationships, emotions, personal changes, those are the goodbyes that we can't see as much or take a lot of time in the buildup. And you might see the person who, let's say, gets the divorce and moves, but you don't see all of the emotional things that went along with doing that. Getting the process of divorce is a process. So that's what I think when you think you can see the physical parts of goodbyes, but the emotional and mental parts you can't. And most of us, again, Dr. Pat, you and I, there's a quote I love that says you're very unique, but you're not that special. Most of us are stuck in the process point so much that we almost miss our opportunities for change or we go there kicking and screaming, even when it's good. Right. And that's, that's the thing I want to address too. If, if you said, I'm calling you out, I'm calling me out and everyone else too, because we, lots of us live in that space. Mm-hmm. And so part of the art of the good goodbye is, is, without judgment, acknowledging where you are and saying, Hey, I'm really been processing this for a while. I've had a lot of emotion and kind of keep doing this. 
And at some point you consciously make a decision of when your processing is done and you're ready to take tangible action Mm. and you've summoned up your courage and you've done your processing, but you give yourself a time to stop or you say it's enough because it's not pushing me forward. It's not helping me make the decision. And I'm going to, I'm going to intentionally say I've done enough of the processing and now I'm ready to take tangible action, which may mean my thought is going to change. Maybe something physically that I do, maybe a conversation that I have. Maybe it's when you sign your letter of resignation and hit the send button or whatever you're going to do with that. It's, it's the tangible part, the action that you have to take once the processing is done. And that for most of it, that's where a lot of us get stuck. Okay. We're going to go to break. I cannot explain how absolutely significant this is, but you know, as always, Every show we do, every conversation we have, you are so right on target. And and even though we're going to talk a little bit uh, about something very specific, I, I hope you're going to be able to share. Maybe you can't. Um, but I'm willing to do that, too, because the realization of something and then having help to do it. See, not only are you talking about what your experience is, but you are helping others. And right now I can't, I can't even, I can't find the words to express how many people I am speaking with now that I don't have the time to help on an official coaching level that so need your help with this. There's so many layers to it. And I have not spoken with a single person in at least three months that hasn't called me about this, but they left out the good goodbye. When we come back, you're going to walk us through this journey. And, and right, Carrie, even if the thing we're getting ready to do is like super cool, that doesn't mean you're not going to take us through loss, grief, managing change, transitions, and why we can do it with not just the good goodbye, but how about a great goodbye? Carrie Knudsen. Carrie, before we hop off, how do we find out more about you? Because when we come back, you're going to be talking about like stuff like on your website that you're like actually really going to ramp up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my role model. How do we how do we connect with you? So you find me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. It's K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks.com. I'm on social media under that. And what you'll find on my website is opportunities for present. I give presentations all over the country. Um and virtually and in person. And I do coaching for people who want to improve their public speaking, but also want to get into their emotional intelligence, really learn how to thrive, learn yeah. how to show up big. And I have a one woman show that is coming back in the fall. And so I, I do a performance on that. And so I offer a lot of things along with coaching, training, presenting, and this podcast that my message is always, how can I help people use applied psychology to make their lives better? That is the point, making, doing, doing things that are tangible and giving you ideas that can help you live a better life through psychology. And one of the things that I want to say is the realm of our pop culture, movies, and especially music takes this topic on. 
I grew up with country western music and my mama was from the deep south and I'm talking Merle Haggard and you know I'm just talking people that many country folks don't even think about and I remember saying to my mom as she was teaching us how to jitterbug and dance and country this and that I said mama I like Elvis this music is so sad I don't really know why people go through such heartbreaking things as in these songs. Can't we just, can't we just listen to a little music? And what do you think my mama puts on? Heartbreak Hotel. Let's take a short break, everybody. <laughs> Let's take a short break. When we come back, Carrie's going to take us through the whole thing. But this is personal. And I know it's personal to you. We'll be right back, everyone. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. Are you having difficulty feeling at home in your own home? Join Annette Rigolo and Dr. Pat in Enlightened Environments, Optimizing from the Outside In, as they present a deep dive into the various vibrations of the earth, along with man-made energies that impact our lives. Using the diamond dousing method, we will utilize specific vibrations to elevate our own homes to support us and expand us with their energy. Join us every third Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time to make your home, home. Do you get stuck in that someday attitude? Living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. What could you achieve if you knew someone was going to ask about your progress every week? Accountability matters. Small corrections and check-ins with your goals can lead to big results in your business without you feeling overwhelmed. Success Magnified owner Mary Gall provides entrepreneurs a system of goal setting and accountability to create clarity about where you are now, your future direction, and the most effective way to get there. Book your free call at successmagnified.com today. You are made for more. I'm Coach Lisa, and I'm here to help you achieve ultimate life satisfaction. Your life matters to the world. Reimagine your future with an individualized life by design approach with my free ebook, The Five C's of Coaching Commitment, Clarity, Coachable, Creative, and Change. Find the transformation you're looking for. Go to lisabeltz.com. That's L-Y-S-A-B-E-L-T-Z.com. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
to work with Dr. Lisa, visit educationthroughengagement.com. But Let's this is related to today. Let's do a show on music and emotions. Let's do a show on music. That song is by Juice Newton. She also, by the way, uh, has one of the greatest love songs I've ever, I've ever heard. And one of the most beautiful songs that was written by her longtime friend of 30 years. Um, and, you know, when you think of those opposites, you get the experience, Carrie, for what you're talking about today. Okay, you're going to take us on a journey. This is all you now. So before we go, can you just tell folks how they can connect with you, how they can work with you, how you're going to be able to help them come out really bright and shiny and it doesn't matter what they've been through for three years. How can people work with you? Yes, you can go to KnutsonSpeaks.com and go to contact me and tell me what's going on. And all my work, really, whether it's presentations, coaching, doing small group work, doing virtual work, which was interesting from the pandemic. I never did virtual coaching or virtual small groups before. And now I have thriving groups that we meet all over the country. That's so exciting. You know, the possibilities that have happened due to the pandemic and going online that I'm keeping. Um, and so that's how, and I do all my, all my things are very customized to the person and what they need. And so people just reach out and then I figure out if I can do it or not. And then we work together. Mm-hmm. I love it. Now you're not talking about this because you didn't really think of anything else to talk about. You're actually going through this. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, definitely. I chose this topic specifically because after 18 years as a school counselor, I decided at the end of in May to leave my job. And it was such an intense decision for me to decide to leave the school where I had been. And I'd been part-time there for 18 years. And I had been Miss K. My persona was Miss K, the school counselor. I have seen basically, you know, so many kids pass through that are now married, have gone to college, you know, like after 18 years, I always remark, like, how come I haven't changed at all? And they have, you know, like I'm still youthful after 18 years, but, but the, it was really a hard, it was a long time to make this decision. It was, is is a long time in the making and it, it, but it started with that feeling of like, am I doing what I need to do now in my life? And have I come to the end of some of my efficacy? And what I struggled with a lot was saying, can I be proud of what I did for those 18 years? and say I'm ready for something new. Because when I started to think about the change and talk to some people, some people would be like, you know, is there something wrong there? Is it bad? And I'm like, no, my God, I love my school. I love everything, the administrative team, the teachers, the parents, the kids, like it's the whole package. And that made me think about, it doesn't have to be, there's not to be something wrong for you to want to make a change. It can be about you. And so like filtering those kind of questions, like why, what I realized is I had to get right with myself and understand my reasons for wanting to leave. So then I could manage everything else. And it took me a while to figure out, okay, my why is that I'm ready for the next thing. And I also cannot do being a part-time therapist and being a part-time speaker, trainer, consultant, and do all this work and have a lifestyle where I'm not just totally exhausted. And one of the things I had to admit myself is I'm tired physically and emotionally of the running around. Like, I just don't know how much longer I can do it. And I realized like, no one's going to give me a award either monetarily or even kind of an affirmation, like good job for just running yourself ragged. <laughs> We're so glad. We're proud of you. Here's like a million dollars or just even a, even a ribbon would be nice. Right. And I just, I thought to myself, not one person, I'm not going to get that because 
it, this is not how it works. So what am I doing this for? And a, a lot of it is I had to explore my own ego, like in terms of like me doing and being and having these, all these jobs and doing like, does that busyness connect with my worthiness? And what would it mean to me to stop one of those things? So again, this was a big process for me to, to think about. And then also the voices on the outside is like, it's a steady job. It's a paycheck. You have um, retirement and you have this, like, and really thinking about that versus my inside voices saying, you've done a lot and you're proud of it. And you're ready for the next step. And you can do more of what you want to do when you can have your own business and speak, I can speak and train and travel and coach and do my show. And maybe I'll have time now to write my book or to do those things. You know, when people say, why don't you have a book yet? I'm like, I don't have <laughs> my time and my energy is spent just keeping this, these balls in the air. So in my heart, I'm like, what would it be like to have some time to be creative, to explore those things I've wanted to do, but legitimately just don't have time for. And also what it, would it be like to just leave something, not because it's bad, but because you're ready and so that took me a while to figure out. And then when I did, I came to this place of thinking, I'm ready now to let go of that piece of who I am and say goodbye to Miss K and to my school. And, but I realized one thing that was really important too, is I'm not leaving the community. I'm leaving my job, but those friendships that I have, the experiences that I had, all those things will come with me as I travel. So part of the good goodbye is not negating the experiences you had, the things you learned, the people you interacted with that added to who you are, that enable you to go forward. Like there's things I learned there that I will never forget that will help me. There's relationships I had that were pivotal in moving me forward and that will continue to be part of my life and other relationships that because we don't work together, we won't see each other again. And I'll have to say that was a work relationship and that was special for what it was, but it's not continuing on in this part of my life. So part of me deciding took a, took two years, basically, to, for me to, to go through that and come to the conclusion. And then once I did, telling people was another step. Mm. And then I think the other thing we need to realize is then you have to be able to deal with people's responses. And you have to show up in a way that can deal with their questioning, their whys, their fears, their hopes. Um, and, and I think part of the good goodbye is showing up in a way that's like, I'm strong enough now to manage other people's reactions to my news. And I think that's what keeps a lot of us too from making changes. Oh, yeah, We can't navigate everyone else's. So I think what I told myself mentally is be, you get clear with yourself so that as you start to tell people, as you make those announcements, I mean, going into the classrooms, I cried. <laughs> I mean, I just cried because I'm like, I'm going to miss you so much. I cried in front of coworkers. I can even feel myself getting emotional now because it meant something. And just because you're saying goodbye doesn't mean you don't sit with those emotions. And I feel so blessed because I would rather have, have to go through the hard feelings of detaching and saying, I'd have my emotions come up like they are now, than not because it meant something. It was important. And sometimes again, when we, when we're nervous about sitting with our emotions or why are you sad? If you want this, you know, like that kind of things, holding two things, like you can be sad and still want it, or you can be, I'm going to legitimately miss showing up as Miss Cage in that environment. And, and I'm ready for what's next. So the, and is important. 
and also sitting with those emotions. I mean, the last few weeks of school, I cried almost every day. I said goodbye to different people and staff. I wrote notes to people, people called me and I had to, I was like, this is going to be a couple weeks of this and I'm in for it because you know what? I don't want to miss a minute of these rich emotions and of the chance to express myself so that when I leave, like on the last day I was there, what was so beautiful is I packed up by myself on the very last day, the parking lot was empty and I just closed my door for the last mm. time. And I said, thank you so much Wow, for every person who's ever come into this space shared with me, trusted me, opened up to me. Thank you for this space being what it was and for me being who I was. And let me let this go with love. So when the next person comes in, the new counselor comes in, she can start with love too, right? Yeah. And I just thanked the office. And then I walked out of the school and I said, thank you, school. Thank you for 18 years of making me <laughs> who I am today. Thank you for the opportunities. So I just felt this overwhelming sense of gratitude and even sadness. And even now I feel emotional, yeah. but like, it was important to have that closure and then to be brave enough to get in my car and drive away. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that because I didn't realize you had gone through the whole process at this point. I guess when you make a decision, you, you've processed it and you're very clear. <laughs> so, but those changes and especially you know, I learned a lot about this. There's, there's this place now that's called the neutral zone. I can't remember the author who brought it up, but he, he did such a great job. He meant to talk about career transitions. Oh, of course, that's what you're doing. Um, and he talked about now we're in this neutral zone. And he explained how we carry the energy. But you just described it beautifully. You know, there is a good goodbye. It doesn't mean you won't cry again. Mm-hmm. But now we just all got to witness this journey with you. It's really an honor to have done that because what you're also doing is helping the thousands of people that are listening now. And I, I don't even know that you realize how many people right now need to learn this. There's so many levels of goodbye that are going on now. You know, goodbye to what you thought was going to be a job. Goodbye to the flexibility you had in working mm -hmm. at home in COVID. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if anybody works for Elon Musk, you know, the dude doesn't even get that not everybody really wants to come into work. Hello. You know, he has a mandate. Hey, everybody's got to come into work. Really? You think people are more productive by you having them drive an hour and a half, two hours to come into the office when they're like working 20 hours a week and you're only paying them for 10? But this is where you can help people. And, you know, as I was getting ready for the show, I realized it's not easy, but we have to do things that will bring in those things we really want. My realization was it is impossible for me to do what I want to do in support of all of you and the network and continue to do as many hours of live radio as I'm doing now. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing this for 20 years. Wow. You've been doing it for 18. Mm -hmm. But I came to that decision. And I'm like, you know, it's not going to work. You know, I'm being called here, you're being called to help people in a bigger way. So you're a good goodbye. 
how did it fuel the energy that you're bringing forward to your new venture? That is a beautiful question because the energy exchange in a way, like leaving something with love and being honest with myself that if I felt like, if I felt like, okay, the idea of, well, just go back a little longer, one more year, or just keep trying or change something versus like, I'm ready for a change. I'm going to own it. And then owning it, making that decision and the energy of like loving people, crying with people, hugging people, telling people like um, owning that this was emotional, all this stuff. I think when I realized when I was driving away, instead of driving away from the school, I felt like, oh, I'm driving towards my future. Like, oh, I have this energy. And I felt almost a relief in having made the decision, even though it was difficult, because just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not the right decision, or just because it's emotional doesn't mean it's not the right decision. Life is messy and emotional, and we're humans, and that's, again, we're not robots, and so we have to take into consideration, I that move that change affected me the way it will affect Carrie Knutson, not the way it will affect anyone else, right? So I have to be in my own space. But when I realized I wasn't really leaving something so much as going towards something, and that idea of like, the good goodbye is taking the experiences and all the great things I learned, feeling like I physically and emotionally put closure on that. So then I could let that go in order to fully grasp on to where I'm going. And even the energy of saying, I might not know how it's all going to work out. In fact, I don't. But I have the belief in myself that I've made things happen in the past. I probably can make things happen in the future. When I listen to myself, I think my best self knows the way. So I'm going to listen and know the way. So the trust, the energy, the love, like I feel like I'm being carried on so much love. Like everyone was like, good luck. We believe in you. We support you. We know you'll do great things. And that also is booing me because it's not going to be easy. The next, just because I made the choice, that was one hard decision. And then the next hard decision will be like, okay, now what are you going to make of your business? And then, and also your identity isn't wrapped up completely being a therapist anymore. What's that change going to be for you? Oh, wow. You know, and like, but, but I'm along for the ride. And that's yeah. what I think the good goodbye is. It's the being along for the ride of your life, not negating it, not being, staying stuck in places where you never get stuck looking for support, but also listening to that voice right here that knows everything. And then the idea of trust, not only in the future of the universe, but yourself to make the right decisions to move you forward. And all that is part of the, I guess, the continuum. And I feel like it's a continuum or maybe a cycle because you have to show up and do that again and again. But when you're making a big change and saying an actual big goodbye, like this is a milestone in my life because before May of 2022, 18 years of Miss K, <laughs> right? After May of 2022, Knutson Speaks, Carrie, what's going to happen? Probably some amazing things, don't totally know, but now to more time and space to explore that. So there will be kind of a line in the sand, but in my emotional life, I'm still going to be processing that, using stuff that I learned here, carrying forward. And I think that's the part of the good goodbye too, what did I learn? What can I take that was valuable? Who am I now because of this experience? And then who am I becoming? Yeah. Where am I going? And there's a reason that voice bubbled up for you that says, I can't do shows like this anymore. And there was this thing that bubbled up to say like, you need, you've done this a good job for 18 years and now you're ready with no yeah. apology for something else. Not because yeah. it's bad, just because you 
are changing. You need different things. So yeah. when that bubbles up, the futures, I feel like it's our future voice being like, good job. This is yeah. what you're <laughs> calling out and you listen. You listen. And the future still ever like, good choice, right? But it's it's the bubbling up, the listening yeah. to the future, and then getting there, right? And that is a process, but you have to be along for your own journey and don't discount your feelings, your needs. Also not being aware of yourself without criticism is so important. So if you can say to yourself, wow, I'm really getting stuck in process or I'm really getting stuck in what other people think or I'm really getting stuck in fear. Then instead of judging yourself, you can say, okay, hey, these are coming up for me. How do I address them realistically and still hold out that the change I need to make, the goodbye I need to do is for the best. How can I take action in a thoughtful, loving, conscious way to get me where I need to go? And how can I realize that a lot of feelings are going to come up that may look like don't make that decision. This is a lot of emotion versus I see you feelings, emotions, other people's feelings, all the stuff. I know it might be difficult to manage this, How can I show up with strength, courage, thoughtfulness, and willingness to be in the emotion so that I can continue to make the change despite all of that? That's the visual. And and this is what I said earlier, because you and I know we have a lot of support, right? You obviously, you have support of your family. Um, And, you know, I, I know I do too. And that support makes it easy. But there are a lot of people that need assistance and help just getting to making the decision. And mm-hmm. see, that's what you're going to be able to do more now. You're going to be able to really step in and help people with the realm of emotional intelligence, but also emotional intelligence in action. You yeah. know, because it's one thing to be like all understanding about emotions. But if you can't get from A to B, that's not going to help. Right. Well, and also what I also think is you can't help others at the expense of yourself for very long. It's exactly. not a long-term proposition for me, particularly to work and work and work and be busy, busy and do everything. And then feel like I can actually sustain that, which I can't again, cause I'm human. And so realizing my suffering, my tiredness, my exhaustion, my overwhelm, or my just being done with something like those things don't serve the bigger picture. And so part of that is giving yourself permission to say, like, I am giving myself permission to address, to, to, to say, I deserve something different, or I'm ready for something different, or I, or I simply want something, or it can to not, for me in this decision, I cannot continue to the work, the, to work in the way I'm working and have the best outcome for me physically, emotionally, even for my business or my counseling, like both sides don't get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. And I think making the decision, part of it is putting everything on the table and you have to put yourself on the table too. You have to put your real needs and desires, your, your abilities with, again, without judgment, but to say like, after 20 years, you're saying, how many shows can I do in a day? How many do I want to do in a day? How many feels good for me? How can I grow the network if I'm always on, on the line? Like, and also maybe parts of yourself that are ready to grow and explore and try are being weighed weighted down by the, you know, I don't know, by your obligations. And so part of that is you can't 
be free to be who you are when you're obligated to do other things. Well, I mean, and one of the things that, that, you know, it's you and I are talking about like, oh, just doing like a thing. But but here's what, what I want to say, and this is really where I want you to bring it home. We're talking about an end game decision. We didn't, we really didn't talk, and we should talk about this on another show, is that all of the work that went into that old version of yourself, like all of the preparation that I do, I'm right now I'm doing 11 hours of live TV radio a week. And I want to make sure we're bringing the best to the best for our listeners. And what you're also letting go of, mm-hmm. not taking this lightly, but all of the prep that you would do, your heart, your soul, your sweat that went into that previously to be of service mm-hmm. to those amazing youngsters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of that. And now you'll take that, that prep that resilience, that energy, that perseverance, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to putting it in to helping all of the rest of us now step right. up and be who we were meant to be. Exactly. Hello. Exactly. And that is part of the thing that carried me through to making the decision, right? And that's part of the excitement that I feel, even though I feel trepidation, it's the excitement, it's the hope, it's the all of that energy that I have that I do feel like I'm not changing the who I am and changing how I can reach people. And I feel like counselor is part of my identity. I will always oh yeah. And I will yeah. always and I'll just do it in a different way. But you're right. And my reach I think can be so much bigger because I'm allowing myself the space, the time and the opportunity to do that. And I'm making I'm letting go of one thing so I can fully engage with another and and bring all of the good things that I learned to this, but I'm also not staying stuck in it. And that's kind of part of me that's like I made a decision I followed through it was emotional and I'm ready wow thank you so much Carrie because this is going to take us now to the next layer now that we've done it right how do we get big out loud yes with our future and our decision for our future. This has to be part two that we do because we can't just hang out in the neutral state like that book that I referenced. We need to now get big out loud. Yes. We need to get big out loud. This is perfect tie-in because this is what it's about. Once you make those decisions, there is an energy about I've made it. I'm at the next place. I'm ready to get big out loud in a new way now because I did the work of saying goodbye. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com.